We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the Stanley Cup. We're going to play some spitball and some NBA updates, so stay tuned. And we're back! Yay! Yay! Let's get it, let's get it. Everyone's here. I just got congested out of nowhere. Like, Yo, really me too. I think it's because you got this AC on. Yo, bro. come on, enough. It's fucking 30 degrees. weekend's coming up, and now I hear this. It's 30 degrees colder here than it is outside. We've been here I for don't three know what the hours. Fuck is the wrong first time I'm hearing of you guys being congested. Yo, before, before, when I came here, I dropped off my stuff, and then I went running. I came back, I took a shower, and I told him, I was like, yo, has it ever happened to you where you shower and you still feel like you're sweating? Immediately, I sweat. Yo, immediately. As I'm wiping down, I'm like, yo, what's going on? I think it's, you gotta take a cold shower next time, not a hot mm, one. Took a hot shower? Yeah, I'm a hot shower guy. You ever do that thing, like, cause you ever hear that, like, cold showers are, like, healthy? Yeah. Nah. I, like, tried it out for a week. I was like, after the week, I was like, this is trash, and I don't give a shit. In the so, in the summer, cold showers can be fire. Yo, cold? I've done it like when you get back from playing basketball. Like, yeah. You make it a little cold, but then you're like, yeah. Yo, I'm kind of cold. Like, let nah, me this nah. a little hot. Cold, cold is not the right term. It's just below warm. Like nah. pool, showers. pool, pool water. There you go. Yeah. Pool water. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's got to be colder than that. Yo, if it's the summertime and like you're bald in the sun, your body temperature's like mine yeah. is always hot. Cause yo, I've mad body hair, so like I'm automatically like increase that temperature. But yeah, I do. I have mad body hair. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Time. I kept turning up the AC in his car before. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I've just, increase I'm that Greek, body temperature by ten degrees. You know, you have to take a cold shower, and it feels fine. It feels awesome. Yeah, it does feel good. Are you guys fill up the bathtub and sit in it cold water, guys? Or oh hell no! I've never done that in my life. Dude, my bathtub I don't know how is do that. way too small for my ass. Way too small. But I, every time <laughs> I sit in the bathtub, like. My my dick kind of floats up to the top, and only like only the head is sticking out, and like my knees out, and my elbows out, and my shoulders are cold. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> my shoulders are cold. Yeah, yeah kind of tub experience. I got a small have. ass tub, right? Yo, honestly, tubs are kind of like like baths are kind of gross. Unless you you got, got a shower right after. Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't what? just uh, you can't just take a bath and then that, get out uh, and yeah, chill. Yeah. You're right, you're right, right. Nah, you've done that. You're nah, yeah, yeah, piece you of have shit. because yeah. I don't remember the responded. But I don't remember the last time I took a bath. Like yeah. maybe when I was a child, yeah, I used yeah. to take baths all the time when I felt sick. Uh, you know what? I take what? that back. I used to take baths in my when I lived with my parents. I used to take baths in different places. When I was mad young, when I was like eight, I was, I was like, and whenever I felt sick, I would go upstairs and just take a bath. But I used to say, I'm, I gotta go take a tub. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, yo, I gotta go take a toilet. Yo, baths are popping, but I haven't taken one in a long time. I nah. took one when I was like in high school, and my whole body was sore after tryouts one year. I was like, yo, Epsom salt. Eps- yeah, right in the bath. Yo, yo. I do that. I do that. Let me just week, post still. up. Just relax After for like I, 45 minutes until it gets cold and I'm chilling. After mm. I tore my ACL, I was, I was doing that a lot. 
I was taking like Epsom salt baths. You ever, you ever hear weird things happen in threes? Like unusual things? You ever yeah, hear that yeah, yeah. This is the third time I'm having a conversation about baths. Mad random. Like this week. Mad random. I haven't talked about bath baths guy. in like years. Wow, that's kind of weird. It's weird, right? This always happens to me in threes like that. I spent all the last I'm week bring just, up why are we just talking about this? baths. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We're but talking about cold water. Why do we ever talk about anything? Yeah. Have, you guys ever <laughs> taken, have, you, have you taken an ice bath ever, though? Yeah, dude. I, I had to all to. last week because of my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were sitting in a salad bowl. You weren't, like, taking a bath. Yeah, that's true. No, but then I also, <laughs> I also do the bath. cold thing. Yeah. Can you explain to people what you mean? I had, I had hemorrhoids, man. So I had to sit bare ass and, yo, no lie. It was the weirdest, most uncomfortable thing. Oh, yeah, it's, like, completely week. gone? Yeah, I'm good now. Oh, nice. Yo, hemorrhoids are the worst, but they... they are the greatest thing that ever happened to me because <laughs> I found out about baby wipes in the process because I was how you want I was to make, tearing it apart. When did you get them? Is it uh, is it post or pre Cancun? Oh, I don't I don't know. Pro- did because, I bring baby wipes to Cancun? No, well, because I did. Oh, you? And did. I was like, yo, this is the wave. Maybe, maybe I'm not. Sorry. I grew I mean, up I've on been baby using wipes. Baby wipes to sell us. Yeah, yeah. My mom started wiping up. my own. Yeah, ass. yeah. My mom loved me, bro. So like, she told us about <laughs> baby wipes. You know what I mean? My dad does. My dad, when he takes shits, he he takes the the toilet paper and he folds it neatly and he puts it on his leg while he's shitting. That's damn. He has it ready. It's on deck. Ready, and then yeah, when he, he has to wipe, wipe his ass and then put it there. Yeah, your dad's, like, your dad's a serial killer, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, he also drinks coffee while shitting. I don't know how he does it. Yo, I feel him sometimes. Like I, I heard once coffee ate, makes you do so that. So your dad's always just like one step ahead of the game. Like he's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Tr- trendsetter. Like, yeah, exactly. He's dad, like, I'm gonna just be out the door after this shit with my coffee. I got my, you know. It's like always accelerating no. the process. The bathroom is a sacred time for my dad. The first 20, 25 minutes of the, in the morning, it's, it's his bathroom. Don't <laughs> fucking knock on the door. Don't say nothing to that mo- guy. Nothing. Yeah, I'm about to get judged really bad. This should be good. But go. I once ate a tuna sandwich while taking a shit. Yeah, that's bad. That's a horrible smelling combination problem. Yeah. yeah. I don't great, even know how you have a great sandwich, but it was just. Oh, I've had like chips while shitting, but nothing on like a sandwich. I cannot Nick, eat Nick texted me. He's like, yo, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what? And he's like, yo, I just ate like a Subway sandwich like <laughs> sitting was. on the toilet. I'm like, yo, honestly, the only way that can get more disgusting is if you use the wrapping of the <laughs> thing to wipe <laughs> your ass. I was like, that's disgusting. Leave some mayonnaise behind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Tim I ruined took it. it. There. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's fucking move on and talk about sports instead of Nick's asshole. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Knights are playing the Capitals in the Stanley Cup. Both teams kind of have a cool story. What it, it, Name the person. If you are anyone who had the Golden Knights versus the Capitals in the Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals in the beginning of the year, stand up, young man or old man. I or guarantee man you there's exist. some like, homeless dude in up. Vegas. No there's one. some homeless nah. dude in Vegas. Like He's got like $3 on this, and he's about to cash the fuck out. That's crazy. If you, had, if you had this matchup, that's nuts. The two are probably the most unlikely championship final contenders. I feel uh, like at the least cap- the one side. I the, feel like the Capitals though are always a good bet every year because yeah, they're the always are good likely and they always have good odds. Through. That's a, that's another thing too. They're not favorites Ooh. and they always choke in the playoffs, but they always have good odds. That's true. Ready? I, uh, I'm preparing a lot of uh, comparisons, cross sport comparisons on this podcast. Okay. Capitals, the Toronto Raptors. Ju- not yeah, juggernaut, one, yeah. but a very dominant regular season team. Come playoffs, they run into that one team. Yeah. The Cavs for the Raptors, the Penguins for the Capitals. Or this the Rangers, year, too. They or the Rangers. And they're so stellar in the regular season, and then come playoffs, they always shit the bed. And it's a team that a lot of people tend to buy in on. Like, oh, this is the year for the Caps. This is the-. And what did we say when we did the NHL preview? How maybe the Capitals this year, it might be their year because they're flying under the radar. A lot of people have been let down so many times by them. Where they're just off the bandwagon at this point. Yeah, I was on the NHL preview. I didn't think the goal, the playoff preview. I was like, the least likely team to get there would be the Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, Florida, blame you. Put them on his back and taking them here. I also think the difference between the Raptors and the Capitals is that the Capitals have Ovechkin, who's arguably the yeah, Le- but yeah, the, all the NBA LeBron- teams just came out and Demar's second team. All yeah, NBA. but he's not Ovechkin. What I'm yeah, but he's not a like, generational talent like Ovi right, is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, Ovi's in the discussion with Crosby as, like, the best players of this generation. The yeah, knock sure, on sure. Ovi is that he doesn't have the cups that Crosby has. Definitely. But, yo, he turned up this series. He has seven points this series. And it, that was, like, one of the things going into it was Stamkos versus Ovechkin. Mm. The two, uh, you know, two superstars, number one overall picks. And Ovi tore it up. He had four goals. Stamkos did his thing, but all his points came on the power play. 
And then game six and seven, the Lightning got shut out by Holpe, and they had two power plays in game six and one in game seven. So once the Cavs figured out, you know, I mean, they, they knew this the whole time, but once they put it together, we got to stay out of the box to beat this team, it paid dividends the last two games, and and ultimately they, they pulled through. Speaking of cross-sport uh, comparisons, I have one. How about the 2015 World Series compared to this 2018 Stanley Cup? You had the Mets and Royals, both teams that had no business being there but kind of rose up. One team getting hot at the right time. Well, one team. Hold, hold on. I have a counter to that. The Royals were in the World Series the year before, so was that really... Uh, well, yes, they were, but they're also a franchise that has been marred over and over and over again. And no one even had them returning there e- anyway, even though they made it there the first time. Yeah. Not an exact comparison, but I, I feel like just like that, which storyline is better to you guys? Like, which which guy, like, if you're America and you got to pick the underdog to root for, is it the upstart expansion squad or is it Ovi? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's Vegas. Yo, I, I don't know. I was, I was watching ESPN today and they're all saying Ovi's the bigger story. Maybe. You know what's interesting, too? Uh, the Vegas GM, George McPhee, has his fingerprints on both teams because he was with the Cavs for a very long time, up until 2014. Mm. So a lot of players on that team were, you know, he put that team it's kind fine. of together. Yeah. You know, like OV, Tom Wilson, like all these guys. I think, I don't know if Kuznetsov was after, but a lot of those guys, Nick Backstrom, were all Holpe. You know, a lot of those core pieces were McPhee's doing. And then McPhee left and worked with the Islanders for one year, then was the first name the first GM of the Golden Knights and ultimately put that team together. So that's I think that's one of the most underlooked storylines of the Stanley Cup is George McPhee is kind of a winner, even if he loses, in my eyes. I think it's only natural that the people are gonna root for an underdog, even though they're both kind of underdogs at this point. I was gonna say, like, which one's the underdog? <clears throat> yeah, but they, the, the underdog. Knights are the bigger underdog. I mean, they they opened up at two hundred to one, and just to put that in perspective, some places the, even three four hundred to one. Did they enter as like a top seed though? They entered this tournament as yeah, no one, one of the well, yeah, but no one knew they were going to be like second place. Yeah, like coming into the playoffs. But like, just to put it in perspective, the Browns going into the 2019 season are 100 to one to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, who won zero games last year? It was interesting too because when the, the Knights crazy. got off to this crazy hot start. They beat, like, the Kings early in the year, and Drew Doughty was quoted. He's like, yeah, we'll see if they're this good, you know, we're in the playoffs at the end of the year. We'll see where they're at. Dickhead! <laughs> yeah. And they got bounced by them first round, so. This is this is probably the biggest story, I think, in American sports, mm. if this team ends up winning. I, I don't even think they need to win the Stanley Cup. No Not lie. Yet. I think they could get swept, and it's still the biggest sport, sports story of this century. Think about it, dude. This is a team. Ah. Uh, you don't think the Cubs is bigger? Went in breaking the streak? No. Century, centuries a long time. N- no, I'll tell you why. The Cubs were the Vegas favorite that year. But it's the story behind it. I'm not, I'm sure, not talking about but odds. the fact that they, they, there is no story behind this team. This is their story. This is their first season. All right, that's fine. But the Cubs have a story, too. I guess it's that. The table but, of index right now. But also the, the 1908. What the fuck's that called? Table of contents. <laughs> Jesus table Christ. of index, he said. But, yo, they had built up this Cubs team to... This was going to be when the core would all be together, and they expected them to make noise at this point. That like the team wasn't take away bad. from 100 years of futility. 108. 108 years. 112. What are those two? Around there. This is the biggest shock, I would say. You're both kind of like, like flirting with, nah, you know. But I, I think that the Cubs weren't an underdog story. Like, they were the best team in baseball that year. I know. I'm not talking about the single season, though. You, it's probably the best single season. The Cubs thing, as a I'm franchise about, was an yeah, underdog story. Yeah. But I mean, neither all both yeah, of those are become, great stories. But if you become the powerhouse, tell that to someone does, who hasn't seen the championship in their life for 108 years. That's going to be me in in 107 years. <laughs> Sam, the reason. I hope so. So God, yo, from <clears> your mouth to God's ears, brother. So so think think about this, right? Like this team, ready for this comparison? I asked Dylan about this. He's, a lot of comparisons to say, right? Could you imagine if an NBA, say Seattle got an NBA team this year, boss, and their best player was Andre Iguodala, would you say? Like, can you see Andre Iguodala taking a team all the way to the NBA Finals? Nah. Not it. You know, like, that's how James Neal and, like, James Neal was a big piece. It's definitely more Flurry than James Neal. Flurry, okay. Yeah, you'd say Flurry's the best player? Uh, Easy. He's probably the favorite to win the Conn Smythe. That's Without great. a doubt. He's been on a roller coaster. Yo, good for writers. him, too, because you're talking about good stories. That's yeah. a guy who got buried in Pittsburgh, 
and was didn't really make a noise about it. I mean, uh, unless he did and I missed it. Nah, he really didn't. He but, didn't complain. But he did man up and like wave his no trade clause. He was in a great, you know, even if he wasn't going to play. Like that's a contending team every year. Yeah, so I to mean, to go play, you know, to just play. No bad words out of him at in <laughs> Pittsburgh. He's about to have mad and, rings. And let's, Yo, re- let's not forget life changing wave of the no trade clause. Yeah, and and let's forget before. Let's not forget before he. Got benched. He was the star in Pittsburgh. Like that's a name that even a guy who doesn't pay attention to heart, uh, hockey, you know who Mark Andre Fleury is. Mm-hmm. And he got benched, and then he's coming back, and now he's a favorite to win the Consumite. That's an incredible story as well. Yeah, it's all more reason to root for the Knights. Yeah, it's crazy too because like a lot of these guys on this team, like March Soul and you know Bill Carlson, any like a lot anyone you can really think of, teams were giving. The Golden Knights first round picks to take these guys, like to take contracts off their book, off their books. You know what I'm saying? To give them more flexibility. So the Knights, if this is what their roster consists of, they're going to be good for a long time because they have so many first round picks in the well. So if a couple of those pan out and they keep this core intact, it's not even much of an old aging core. The team, like Bill Carlson, is still 26, 27. He's young. This is breakout year. If he can put it together, that's. Yet to be seen, but we'll find out about that. They still have, you know, their window is just opening. I mean, yeah, it's your first year, obviously. Yeah, but no one usually has a window in their first year. Yo, guys, I, I got another cross-sport comparison for the Knights. How about the 1989 Indians led by power-hitting Pedro Serrano? I don't uh, know any of this. I'm talking about the movie Major League. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, they got to have some kind of, like, naked woman with their patches being taken off every... Uh, yeah, oh, dude. Shit. They got to be doing that. Like, it's 20 crazy. feet from the stadium. Yeah. They're on the Vegas Strip. You want to <laughs> see naked women? You know how great is it, too? Like, if you're a Cavs fan, all the more reason to go to Vegas. Oh, my God. Yo, my dream would be the Islanders playing the Knights and the Stanley Cup I can't Cup wait final. until the Giants have a road game there. I'm yeah. there. Yeah. Without a doubt. Might be married by then. Psych. But <laughs> yeah. just saying. I'm there without Yo, a doubt. Doubt. I, I might, may or may not come home. Nick, you strike me <clears> as a person who's going to be like, no wife, no wife, no wife. And then you get married to someone within like three three weeks. I, I, I've said that I'm going to be the quickest to get married. Yeah. In the sense of from the time I meet her to I get married, like my actual wedding. Yeah. Bedtime. <laughs> Love it. Last question. <laughs> Leicester City. Or the Golden Knights? What's a bigger Leicester City? I mean, I, I think the Golden Knights, Knights, man. I don't know I enough do. about Leicester City to like even make that comparison. So I know that five thousand to one and two hundred to one are a little different. Yeah, so. Leicester City. That was their second year back in the Premier League. They have history, but that was they were in the the Championship League. They call it in uh in England the second. Yeah, it's division. like the second division. Yeah, and uh, so they made it out. They got promoted in 2015, 2016. No. 20, yeah. 2014 15 was their first season back in the Premier League, yeah. and then the year after they won. Right. Yeah. So they were a favorite to get relegated yeah. that first year back, and then they, they hung tough, they got safetyed, and then they won it the next year. It is without a doubt, not even looking at the odds, it's Leicester City, not even close. And here's why they're at a disadvantage because in soccer, there's no salary cap. I remember telling Tim this the mm. other day. I forgot this, and now you, and you're swinging me again the same y- yeah, way you swung me the other like, yeah. day. So <laughs> in soccer, right, why do you always see Joey's Real Madrid, actually Joey's guy Cristiano Ronaldo in the mm. final? Why do you see Messi? You see Bayern Munich. You see all these big-name teams because spend, spend, spend. They all have the money to do so. In the Premier League, you always see, you see Manchester United, Man City, Chelsea, an occasional Arsenal 10 years ago, you see like the same names always at the top qualifying for Europe because they could break the bank. Leicester had no bankroll. Yeah. The, the Golden Knights, there's a salary cap in hockey. You have to follow that. You can't go and buy Crosby, Ovechkin, and Stamkos just because you got bread. It don't work like that. So when you're looking at it from that aspect too, I think what Leicester did is you'll never see anything like that. That okay. changed the way sports betting was. William Hill in Europe does not give you a thousand to one underdog. That's the that's the most they'll give you. Like even if a team should be a five thousand, they're not doing that ever again. Like a thousand is the cap. Like that's the biggest underdog you could be. I I agree with all that, and you did swing me. I think that's a big one. But I think jumps just in terms of like let's not take Vegas into consideration because at the end of the day, Vegas is kind of I know it's real, but it's a fictional line. Like you know what I mean? Like someone assigned it. 
a team that has never played before, who is full of expansion draft players, winning a championship in their first season is one of the longest shots in the of anything in anywhere Without at any doubt. time doing anything. No, yeah. Without a doubt. You know, I know I know it's it's hard for Leicester City, but it, I I'm obviously a little biased on this one, but I yo. Yo, the the, the, the Knights are doing is absolutely unprecedented. I'm glad we get to live through both of these things. Yeah, for word, right? Like Within like yeah. one year, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, Crazy. One last thing, uh touching on Vegas. Tim, that candle that you have over there? Crack. Smells just like the Cosmopolitan. Can I get a smell? Smell it and tell, Yo, tell there me. Were, there were too many. Smells like the co- the cosmopolitan the, the hotel. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It smells like girls with suntan yeah, lotion. Yo, on. doesn't it? Yo, <laughs> we, we came into we came in to record the jerks the other day. Cheap plug. And Frankie goes, Yo, it smells like Vegas. And then he grabbed the candle. Yeah, I was having too many. I was about to cry this week just looking on Twitter <laughs> and and uh, following Danny who who's on Degeneration Bet often. Uh, his timeline of just like a ton of pictures from Vegas. I'm like, dude, it's like that time of year we're supposed yeah, to go we're away. usually putting up jerseys and in I'm the 20s. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the jersey countdown. I can't tell you how heartbroken I was. I'm like, Yo, Tim, I was did, just sitting there staring at the ceiling. Do you and the Goonies yeah. do that when you guys go on a like a road trip or a vacation? Starting with 99, we just put a jersey in the group chat. Like Days a player. Like, like 91, a we'll throw in a picture of Justin Tuck. That's cool. We don't do that, but maybe I'll steal yeah, that yeah. idea. Definitely. When definitely we get do down that. to number 10, we don't use Eli, not RG3. We use old dirty. And then the day that we wake up, the day that we wake up to go, I start sending pictures of me. Zero. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to spitball here. Uh, we're going to start with Lou the man. Uh, Lou Lamorello, the man for the Islanders. Uh, he was hired to take over Hockey Ops and probably the GM. They just didn't get But he's the president of Hockey Ops. He's in control. All team. Oh, he's going to be hands-on, you know, with the decisions. And uh, yeah, he was—he's a Hall of Famer, successful. He built those Devils teams for a long time that won Stanley Cups in the early 2000s. So yeah, let's see what he can do with the the New York Islanders. And if his first order of business is trying to keep Tavares around, tall task. Fox gets a SmackDown. SmackDown is moving to Fox, a billion-dollar deal, five-year billion-dollar deal. It's the highest that WWE stock has been ever. Uh, nice natural transition where they'll be getting ads on NFL Sundays. You're watching Fox. Guarantee you'll be seeing a lot of cross promo. It's just a natural transition from one to the other. And speaking of new deals, boss, UFC signing with ESPN. Yeah. That's going to be big too, man. Yeah. So ESPN has been waiting to get into the market of UFC. And now that they got their hands on it, that's going to be a game changer. I think both start next year, right? Yeah. Their Fox deal runs up at the end of this year. So yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, for UFC that is. I don't know when SmackDown starts. Yeah, 20, 2019 as well. Bets on it. Mookie Betts is absolutely crushing Major League Baseball right now. In 173 at-bats, he leads the league in multiple positions. 49 runs leads the league. 63 hits leads the league. 19 doubles leads the league. 16 home runs leads the league. 306, I'm sorry, 364 batting average leads the league. Jesus. 1.203 OPS leads the league. 763 slugging percentage leads the league. On top of that, he has 35 RBIs, which doesn't lead the league, but is close, and 11 stolen bases. He is literally doing everything for the Red Sox right now, and he is the leading MVP candidate uh, yeah, in baseball. Yeah, Martinez are holding it down. <laughs> yes, they are. Fun fact, first field, first player, in DraftKings history to be priced over 6500 that's not a pitcher. Mm. This guy's been... Usually, like, like your Mike Trouts and uh, Stanton's are, like, in the 5200 Shady, too. I know uh, you guys probably heard this, but his initials are MLB. Wow. His mom knew or felt he was destined to be a Major League Baseball player. That's I, don't, I don't know his name off top. But he's also a mega bowler, by the way. Uh, I think a lot of people know that. You eyeball at 164 there than I am just saying. Yeah, hammered too, right? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, I remember I showed up to the bowling alley against Joey. I was like, he's like, yo, you good? I was like, I'm all right. He goes, good, because I'm all right. I smoked him. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I thought you were just okay. I was like, oh, I'm The right. best bowling story ever, though, is when you ruined Ralph's perfect game on the last no, frame. Yeah. No, it wasn't the last frame. It was, but like, it was, like, the, it was like the eighth or ninth. Yeah. That was great. You yeah. know how, like, sometimes when you play side-by-side? Side, oh, yeah, I did do and, that. And, like, for some reason, <laughs> like, you'll be rolling in lane 10, but your next turn is on lane 11. You got to bounce back and forth. This kid bowled. It was supposed to be his go. I remember this because he's like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But now, fuck something up like that. Yeah. 
Goat. Yeah, throw off his rhythm. You know, it's just like pitchers, bowlers are rhythm, you know, rhythmic guys. Not me. Uh, verdict is in. Uh, the verdict is in. Aaron Judge will not defend his home run derby title. He said, you know, it was cool, cool one-time thing, but he doesn't see the appeal of going back to defend it. J.D. Martinez also said, fuck the so home run derby. So did Mookie Betts, pretty much. I mean, yeah. dude, Judge was... A night course Judge was hit after the 324 heading into the home run derby last year. He he went to a massive slump for like 40 games, and his average was like 170 during that time. He was horrible, striking out a ton, as if he didn't strike out already a ton before that. But it was so like bore winning. He swears time. it wasn't because of that, but it definitely fucks up your swing. Your batting practice approach is much different than your game approach. UCL final. Uh, the Champions League final is Saturday Horny. this weekend. Uh, VMFC, we broke it down. Nice little uh, deep dive in, Cheap but flow. it's gonna it, it's gonna be a dope dope matchup, man. It's two fun teams. Uh, they don't believe in defense, so it's gonna be all out attack. A lot of big name players. It's gonna be Mo Salah for Liverpool and Cristiano Ronaldo, probably the two f- finalists for the Ballon d'Or along with Messi. So it's gonna be fun. A nice little uh, ending to the season, club season at least. Couple weeks off, World Cup, Papa. Uh, Hold my Johnson. So uh, Christopher Johnson, the Jets owner, will not enforce the league's new kneeling policy and has offered to pay the fines of the players who come out and do kneel. Um, For those of you who did not hear about it, although you've got to be living under a rock because all the talking heads are talking their heads off about this. Um, All team and NFL personnel should stand for the anthem. they say that personnel who choose not to stand for the anthem may stay in the locker room or a similar location after the anthem has been performed. A club will be fined if its personnel does not show appropriate respect for the flag and anthem. And each team may develop its own work rules regarding its on-field personnel who do not show appropriate respect for the flag and the anthem. Um, I think we can't go on without saying how we feel about this, right? I mean, I, I know we like to avoid this when we can, but... It's look in nineteen. I told you guys in nineteen ninety eight, I became a, a football fan, and I have it. I've loved the game ever since. I've dedicated my play. I've played it, tackle flag. I've watched it every Sunday. I buy memorabilia, all this shit. I talk about it on a podcast. Today was the first day where I I really said thought really thought to myself like, do I need to watch this game anymore? Today, today it happened. If I if I didn't host a podcast, I would be seriously contemplating whether I wanted to watch the NFL anymore from this day forward. It's a uh, it's a sad day, I think. Um, for those of you out there who think that yes, players should show appropriate respect to the flag, and you think that this is a win for patriotism, I want to tell you that I understand your position. I understand that you love your country and you want patriotism to prevail, but I will tell you. That you are being fooled if you think that this is patriotism prevailing. Yeah, no shot. This is the opposite of patriotism prevailing. It's about money. It's about money, and it's about it's about pandering to a group of people who should be the people catching the flack, not being pandered to. So I just wanted to put my little opinion out there about this. Uh, I, I think it's trash, <laughs> as we say many times. And, yeah, that's it. Trash. What's crazy about this entire situation is that a couple of years ago, and I mean, we've even spent a lot of time on this particular topic, concussions, mm. right? The big talking point was the NFL is on top. It's at an all-time high. Where does it go from here? The, not the rumors, but all the studies showed that the one thing that's going to kill the NFL is concussions. Are mothers going to let their kid play, let their son play football? What did the NFL start doing? They started marketing more towards women to get the appeal to, oh, if I make the, the woman a fan then she'll be more inclined to let her son play this game, you know, youth football and whatnot. It's all concussion. It's all medical issues. And then the NFL is just doing something on its own that's, like, ruining the game. Like, they're doing something that people are getting... A lot of people feel the way Tim does. And it's, it's weird how you were at the top, and the only thing that could bring you down was yourself, and that's what you're kind of starting to see happen. You saw it happen with Major League Baseball. Like, Major League Baseball brought themselves down. There's nothing to blame Major League Baseball except that they decided they were going to villainize all their heroes, and they paid the price for it. And I, you're right. I think it's, it's kind of going down that same road. Yeah. It's super in limbo now, too, because like Tim said, Chris Johnson said he'll, he'll uh, pay the fines for it. So he's one owner who didn't agree 
to this or seemingly agree to it when they came out and said, like, the NFL and the owners passed this. And then the owner of the the, uh, the 49ers, I think, also said, you know, I, I never said – I never casted my vote because he said he didn't have enough information to cast the vote. Mm. He said he wanted to, you know, do more research or study onto whatever each side. So Can I call BS on him? I don't know. Because he had Eric Reed and Kaepernick, and he got rid of them. So I think that – That doesn't – yeah, but – Colin Kaepernick. Well, you've stated uh, no, no, no. How are you going to call BS on him when you've been? Oh, all right, no, saying fair, Kaepernick fair about, doesn't deserve a spot in the NFL you're, you're right. I'll take back the cap. But Eric Reed shouldn't have gotten cut. There's no, was, there's no reason why Eric Reed shouldn't be on on a roster. Without a doubt, a starter on probably 28 of the 32 teams. For sure, good player. Yeah. Like his Madden rating is even like an 88 or some shit like that. Yeah, he's dope in Madden. Yeah, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's dope in Madden. <laughs> He's no, but yeah, you're right. I'll take back the cap because uh, I'd be a hypocrite there if if I would say. But yeah, for Eric Reed at least, that's 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 pretty crazy. And it's it's crazy because I mean one of our one of our listeners <clears throat> said it on the Instagram. It's like it's it's funny because you do this, and the point is to take take like the attention off of it. But now it's going to be the biggest story going into week one. Who's standing in the Who's standing in the tunnel? Who's not? Instead of just having it be just like all right, make it regular, like, but make but, but, it what it is. So I thought about that, and I was like, do you think that the NFL went to whoever, Fox, I don't know who the fuck, whatever, and were like, don't talk about it. You think they're they going to allow them to talk about you know it, though? how much people, we're already talking about it. I'm talking about on national television. I mean, but that's what everyone wants to know it, now. But it's not even about that Yeah, It's going to be the sideline guys tweeting about it. It's going to be, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the, on the network anymore to be in the news. It's going to be I mean? fans posting pictures. That right. picture will go viral. Right. Like, oh, where's this guy? Where's number 23? Why is he not out there? Exactly. My, my point is, like, in the past, they've talked about it, and they've shown cameras on these dudes kneeling or Villanueva, like, halfway into the locker room or whatever, I think they get rid of that. They're not going to do that anymore. At the end of the day, though, like, listen, I can talk about this forever. What are, you, what are you fucking kidding me? Like, everyone's all of a sudden, you guys are patriots now? You fucking love the country? We got tons of homeless veterans no one gives a shit about. You walk past them every day. Now you fucking care about a, a silent protest? Just blow me. Get the fuck out of here. No, you're not going to fool me. All of a sudden, you're a, you're a patriot. Get the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. I couldn't it's have said r- that it's better ridi- It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, it, it really is. Like, it angers me that all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, wait. Not, what do you mean? Like, first of all, there's tons of rules when it comes to the American flag. You're not supposed to fold it. You're not supposed to fly it in the rain. All kinds of weird shit. We Can't break wear all it those. like a cape? Yeah, you, we, we, we break all those. The fucking World Cup comes around. People throw it all over the place. It's like, relax. And I just, I think of this fair, last thing I'll say about it is like, you're making these players choose now because at the end of the day, although it's fucked up, the NFL is a business and they're not the country and they don't have the constitution. And at the end of the day, if, if they find something is bad for business, they could ban you from doing it. I mm. understand. Like, like the smoking pot thing. Like, even if pot comes legal, becomes legalized around the country, if the NFL still bans players for pot, then you can't smoke pot no matter how much you want to smoke pot. It, it, it's the same thing. But at the end of the day, you're making this, these players choose between, all right, am I going to make a living for my family or am I going to take the, or am I going to be Colin Kaepernick? I also think. Am I going to have to be martyred? And, I also, and that's not right. It's, it's not. Especially, was, uh, especially what just happened with the Eagles player. I forgot what happened. Uh, I forgot, I mean, for, I forgot his name. This, this dude, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks player, excuse me, not the Sterling Eagles Brown. player. Sterling Brown. Dude was double parked and they tackled him and tased him. And he's a professional player. And it's happening on the same day the NFL says, don't kneel. Like, this is what the kneeling is about. It's not about disrespecting no flag. It's not about disrespecting no troops. And if you, and if you in your heart, believe that it is, then you're being lied to and you're being fooled. Because the, the, the need for patriotism is, a, is something that we all feel as Americans. Like, yo, my parents came, my grandparents came here from Greece. My dad came here from Greece for one reason. He didn't want to live the shitty life that they were offering him in Greece, so he came here and he prospered. He, he chased his dream. He... I mean, he got far in his dream. He didn't get to the ultimate goal. But he was even able to kind of fail at his dream and still have a backup and still raise a family mm. because of, he's in America. That's not, the, that's not the case in other places. And we love this country. And the players kneeling in the flag are showing their love for what this country allows them to do. I not agree. the opposite. I agree. I also feel like the, people should, the, the players who have kneeled in the past before, at this point, it's, it's too late. For the higher ups, like the rule doesn't matter because it already you've worked. already established that this yeah, is it what already you're worked. Gonna do. It already worked. We're already talking about it. Everyone knows what's going on. That was the whole point of it. You, we already won. That all that already happened. You know what I mean? So make whatever rules you want, but it's too late now. Like it doesn't matter. 
because you know they got what they wanted. It's all ridiculous. And the NFL Players Association had had nothing to do with any of this. Huh? That's another thing that's fucked up. They had nothing to do with any of this. The owners made the decisions. Whatever, yo. It's all about money and fucking whatever. You think it's the... That's another thing. You know, they charge the army money to advertise, but they're patriots. But, but... Sports troops. Who's the... But pay us. Who's the... Who's the... Culprit in that though The army Or is it the NFL What do you mean Because The army is paying the NFL Since Since 2011 I believe They've been paying the NFL To have the Have the anthem In the beginning of the games mm. So who's Who's really the culprit there No, nah, I think the anthem Has always been a thing nah, I don't think since 2011 the, the army has The army has paid them To do it To Why? do the national anthem At a football game Yeah Are you and, sure and, and, f- and do the whole flag thing Yeah that's That is Paid for by the US army I'm sure about that. But, I mean, who, uh, I don't know. I just hate when people fake care about shit. It's really fucking annoying. It's like, mean, yeah, you really can't be on both sides of this. It's a dangerous web, man. It's a dangerous web. You really web. can't be on both sides of this. No, like, because your, your political views aside, and I understand, like, yo, if you have people in the military, this is not disrespectful to any of them. I've seen some people online go online who have are veterans, and they say, like, dude, I fucking fought and risked my life so people could do shit like this. Yeah. Like, this is what this country is. Yeah. If you don't like it, you could get the fuck out. Go to some other country where you're not allowed to do anything. Go ahead. Have fun there. I just saw Hamilton, low-key flex, and Thomas Jefferson's rolling in his grave right now. TJ? Th- not Thomas Jefferson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Some things never change. Classic name mix up. Yep. Yeah, some things never change. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. All right, anyway, let's talk about the NBA. Um, Smooth transition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the NBA. The number one draft pick. Oh Jesus! Sorry, I'm eating seeds right now. You know, if you're yeah, about a baseball you, game. You think you can maybe stop that? No. <laughs> so who's the number one? Uh, who's the number one pick? Who you guys taking? You taking uh, Luca, or you taking uh, Aiton? Yo, let me ask you guys a question. Have you seen any Luca? I have. I haven't. Well, are you impressed by this dude? Yeah. You are. I'm not impressed. He looks slow. I'll tell you how I've watched them because Real Madrid plays in like the European Champions League, and there are some Greek teams in it all the time. And my my pops always watches it, and they're always in that that Euro time where you know it's it's a twelve o'clock on a Tuesday. There's something on, so I just watch it. I'm very impressed with him. He's he's rugged. He's huge. He's a six eight point guard. He act, he's actually a point guard for them. He doesn't you know he's not a point forward. He's actually a point guard. It's the second best league in the world where he plays, and yeah, I'm very impressed with him. I think what he's done this year. Uh, he was the MVP of his league, MVP of the Euro final, MVP of the European Champions League. This kid is what, 18, 19 years old, I think. And also, I think what he's put together this year is far more impressive than what any college player has put together. Well, that's because he's playing professional, so I think that's that's easy to say. Like, Aiton dominated Pac 12 basketball. Who I, off top, I can't really think of. I mean, Marvin Bagley yeah. reclassified. You know, a year up, he should be a freshman now this year. But he reclassified and had a double double this year. So I mean, there's still impressive things. I mean, Luca's a talent too. Like, if you put Luca, Josh Jackson, Devin Booker together, that's a formidable backcourt in a game that's going small for I think the next five seven years. And it, I think that I don't know that that'd be fun to watch. But I think if you're going BPA, I think it has to be Aiton. The the Euro final was going on at the same time when the combine had their NBA scrimmage. It's like where they take all the, yeah. the prospects and they put them together. Apparently, of the 30 teams, 27 of them shut their – were not looking at the scrimmage. They're watching the Euro final to scout this kid. I feel that. Like, I don't think that's that crazy because how much – that's what I hate about the combine too. It's, what, a two to two to three-day thing? Yeah. And it's, I think, two scrimmages. Yeah. Two, you know, scrimmage one day, scrimmage the next day. What do you see or learn from these players in those one to two days that drop someone's stock drastically that you didn't see a full year of game film? Well, I, I, think they, I think you play against higher competition. Yeah, you do one on one. You're seeing these you guys do, all year. Yeah, but not together. Not on the same squad. Not on the same squad. Like, but you're going against these guys all like year. It's like saying, "What does the Senior Bowl do for the NFL draftees?" It does a lot. You get to show up. Like, look at what it did for Josh Allen. It took Josh Allen from a, a guy that 
almost got forgotten during the year, and then all of a sudden, nah, Josh, Allen, Josh Allen was yeah, still he was in regarded. discussion. But I hear what you're saying. It could do a lot. I mean, David Johnson's stock apparently drew, not dropped. It, it went up three rounds. He still went in the third round, but this is a guy that was going to go in the sixth round. Boss, what about guys that play at small schools that the knock on them is the competition, and then they go to a combine and then play against all of the big conferences? How many small school guys are in combines? No, I'm just, combine. like, just an example off the top of my head. Like, Maybe f- like football, like a, senior, like a senior bowl, yeah, but not in the NBA. What about like... Where did Dane Lillard go? Weber State? Weber yeah, State. Weber State. But he was a no commodity in the tournament. But like, I'm just saying, like, the guys Dane that Lillard, go to... Everyone knew about Steph Curry yeah. at Davidson. Also, Ippy, you got to remember that combines are invites. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're not going to just get some random... Like, the guys that get invited to the combine, NFL combine, any combine, it's guys that You know how that many have, people declared underclassmen from, like, Hofstra, from any small school from Long Beach State, but then... Pulled their name out after they didn't get a combine invite and maybe got one workout with an NBA team. Like, there's so many of those people. One of the issues, in my opinion, with the combine is not everyone shows up. It's like only the guys that are like the fringe first round picks show up. And like, why? Why doesn't everyone show up? The big knock on Kevin Durant was that he couldn't bench the 185 at at all at the combine. That's the what the 225 is in the NFL and the NBA. It's 185. And my bad. I don't. I don't need you to bench. Yeah. Give me thirty. Can you give me thirty? Yeah. Who cares? I think it's, it's not the same, right? You don't need power to. But look at a guy like Dante Divincenzo. Like this guy was going to stay in school, and then all of a sudden he had a great scrimmage, and nah, now he's he being talked about in the first round tournament. Though no, that's true, that's true. But I mean, he was going to stay in school, and no one was really talking about him as a prospect, and now people are talking about him as <clears throat> as the type of Clay Thompson kind of prospect. When I mentioned him, boss, didn't you say that he didn't hire an agent though? No, nah, he hasn't. So he can always go back. Opt out, yeah. But he's raising his stock. I'm just saying he's raising his stock with that. And I think most of that was done in the tournament, though. Yeah, for sure. Who are you, who are you guys taking number one? I'm eight. taking Aiden. I'm taking Aiden, too. I'm taking Doncic. I'm taking oh, Aiden man. for the reason that, uh, A, I think he's BPA, and, and B, I don't like these things like that Lucas saying. I could be all smoke screens and whatever of him not like possibly staying in Europe or whatever, whatnot. I think Aiden has the potential to be like the next Carl Towns. Sure. My question to you is this. You, we've all been watching the the Western Conference Finals, right? Where does Aiton play? I, Last five minutes of the game, where is he playing? Where where uh, Luca, Luca Doncic, he's out there. I think it's fair to say if he develops a jump shot that he could be out there every time. Like he's still a raw talent. He's only nineteen years old, right? Yeah. I don't know. Luca just kind of when you watch an NBA game, everyone kind of just glides around. Like he glides. Very, I, I don't think he glides. <laughs> I, 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 for real, I think he's he's slow. He His goes, first step is not nah, that fast. It's not that he's slow. He's he's like methodical, and he he breaks you down certain ways. He. He's he's like a Paul Pierce in his dribbling, where Paul Pierce looks mad slow, and his gate like a Tim Duncan also, where these guys ended up having fifteen year careers because they never had their explosiveness. Yo, shout out to my son Eddie Rasigno. That's that's who he reminds me of. I don't see the the quickest, but like I don't I see game. the burst and explosion in him. I just I, I just don't see that what you need at the NBA level. Like yeah, we're, MB put on some tape of him right now. I just I just I don't see that that fluid athleticism. Yeah, he's a that, white dude. Yeah. yeah that's why. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's, uh, it's, it's, a sure. typical, it's a typical draft cliche. Wait, yeah. he just got stopped by the dude at the top of the key. We're watching highlights. Highlights are always your best plays. Yeah, I don't like it. It's, it's what Josh does. Every yeah. Redskin player that gets drafted. <laughs> I see a bad play on highlights. And another thing, like, do you think Aiden is a is a game-changing talent? Do you think he's a, he's a guy that could take someone from I think from he has a, the potential to be. Like, if you look at big men in the past, who you'd be like, oh, I don't know if you... Like, Nick, where's he going to be in the last five minutes? Like, who said this about Ant Davis coming out of college? He never had that jump shot. Who said this about, like, DeMarcus Cousins never had that jump shot? Right. Like, all these big men, the game has just evolved, and the big men are evolving with it. We see Andre Drummond posting yeah, he's highlights taking of him taking step backs. He's been he's been taking these highlights for years now, and he's nowhere to be found with the last <laughs> so, five I mean, minutes. Sure, but, all right, I, but it's a work. Like, it just doesn't come in one offseason. Yeah, but you also can't when— He's also, like, 25 years old, Andre Drummond. When you're— When you're— whole life is revolved around shooting. I just don't think that you could become a, a phenomenal shooter at this point in your career. I, but it doesn't have to be. He could still be an inside presence. And I think that if... It, look, Aiden is obviously a clear, talented individual. Super freak athlete. Is going to be the better one of the better athletes on the floor. Let's not forget, to, this 
Warriors run only started in 2015, and the game has changed so drastically that people kind of forget that in 2014, it was kind of still an all-around. It was becoming a guards league, but big men still had a role. And I think we're one game-changing player away from that going back again. The game goes in shifts. The game goes in in different eras and different times, and you see it in all the sports. Not not in basketball because I of, agree. of the analytics, especially in basketball. A three is worth more that's, than two. Yeah, that's why so I if you can surround but if you're a big man that can shoot a three, which if you think Aiton can but then become... That's, that's not a big man's game, though. Like, big man game is on the block and get dirty. So when I say big man's game, I don't necessarily mean like it was in the 90s. I mean where you can build a squad around two, like two or three big, bigger dudes who are able to, to go all around the court right. like the an Aiton, like a Carl Towns. Like the Pelicans are the, like the initiators of your right. so proposed... I, I, change in the game and if look if carl towns look carl towns and lebron james are free agents next year if someone can find a way to finagle something to get them both on the same team that's two guys that are six eight plus that can play almost every position on the on the floor and they're going to change the game next year if they play together so like that's I, I, that's what i'm talking about like that kind of like if you want to draft for yes we're going to take a guard and that's how we're going to go but i think he's bpa like you said i think he's best player available and i think that if you take this this kid luca that I mean could be good. I'm not. I'm not hating on him. I don't have extensive knowledge into him, but from what I saw, he doesn't have that like extra NBA burst and step and you elusiveness. S- you sound like me four years ago, talking about your old dudes. I mean, he could work out. Who knows? So, ready for this? Kolskakov is the guy from the international team for Luca. He's now with the Suns organization. So that's his guy. That's mm. why a lot of people are linking him there. Also, his boy is Drogic. Apparently, there's been rumblings, and I've read some articles on this, that he's telling them not to de- like to say these things because the Suns and the Kings are two of the worst organizations in the NBA. That's well, Drogic played for the Suns a lot, but how can he comment on the Kings? I think that's just I mean, idiotic. Dude, I'm nowhere near Sacramento, and I can tell you that that's a shit show. There's well, obviously, their yeah. owner, you can say that from afar, but they have a new arena and stuff. I mean, who knows? But shit. Their owner thinks that, like, just because he coached some high school girls, he could he could take over the from the, for the squad. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. The Timberwolves call and they go, "Yo, number one pick for Carl Anthony Towns. What are you doing?" I'm taking that 100. I mean, yeah, of course, that you hope Carl either Anthony one of those guys like are 22, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Old. All right. I'm glad that without a doubt. I didn't need to counter that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially with a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns isn't far removed from being a one overall pick. So, And we also know what he is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We know he's a monster. All right, anyway, let's talk about uh, the playoffs here. In the Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> the Cavs and the Celtics. Celtics are up 3-2. LeBron last game looked pretty gassed. Pretty gassed. Pretty patchy, too, on t- up top. He's got to put some more little dirt <laughs> on Hairline's intact, though. Yeah, no, you got to put a little dirt on the top, though. Can't just fix the hairline and not just, you know. Just throw some dirt on it. Do what? Bald is beautiful, man. Bald is beautiful. Just I know, like, like, straight. Yo, but Patchy's trash. Patchy, I'm Patchy right now. It's trash. Yeah, yeah I like trash. I'll be honest. I like, like the green cut where it looks like you can see your yeah, reflection. it looks like yeah. a lawn nah. in Arizona. Patchy's lit. I'm saving it for the weekend. I'm, I'm shaving my beard off. This is the longest my beard has ever been in my entire life. I should have not long at all. You got a bitch-ass beard. I, know, I got bitch-ass <laughs> I do. I have bitch-ass beard syndrome. But anyway, um, I think, yo, the Cavs, dude, when LeBron's not on the floor, this team is absolutely inept. There was a point in the Inept third quarter. Inept bar, dude. In, oh, that's impressive. You know, hashtags. That's so, that's so, I like that. I like that. It got me going. Like, yo. <laughs> so if, you, if there was a point in the third quarter where LeBron was sitting – and Kevin Love was sitting, and they had a combination of Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, and Scrub A, Scrub B, and Scrub C. And they, at that at that point, the Celtics had missed eleven straight shots or so, and the Cavs had made up one point in that run. And when you see that, and you kind of get really deflated. Uh, and I think that I think LeBron, I think they'll win game. I think they'll win game six. But here's the question that I'm going to ask you guys that I think is the, is the key to this series. Who do you think has a better chance to win on the road? The Celtics in Cleveland or Cleveland in Boston? Easily the Cavs. Easily the Cavs. You think so? Yeah. Easily. Why, is it, why, why easily? Because, because the Celtics just, have been shit all postseason on the road. In the, 18, sure. in the 18 games that the Celtics have played this playoffs, the home team in the series is 17-1. Yeah. 
Sure. There's a team that God is completely, damn. completely different. Dude, if we were to money line these, we'd be caking it. I think the the Sixers. Uh, the yeah. only win was their their win in the in uh, which the game was, three win. Which yeah, was controversial which was, too. Well, the confetti game Not controversial, but went into overtime. Could have won either way. Right. So you're potentially looking at a run here that the Celtics are on, where it could have been an 18-0 run, where you just bet the team Winning that's at home. At home yeah. So what happens is these are still young guys. Jalen Brown. Apparently, Jalen Brown and Tatum's combined age, I think, is what Kyle Korver is, I heard, or something <laughs> like that. No way. Nah, I think I'm bugging. Who? I really was he fucking 50? not that crazy. But, yeah, yo, they're, like, they're, like 40, they're like 41 years old combined, right? So when these guys go on the road, they're completely different players. And, yo, I think Tatum is going to be a beast. Yeah, man. And every Sixers fan out there, when you're watching this dude, you got to be hating yourself because your team... I mean, we got to wait and see what Mark No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not bashing them on that. But Boston got their guy at three that they wanted at one. Yeah. Or, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, what I said. And traded down, right? And they traded down, and they took one of your draft picks yeah, that you're yeah, holding on for to. sure. So that is that was a genius move. It's Danny Age being Danny, Danny Age. Danny Age being Danny Age. You're right. So what do you, what do you think about the series moving forward? Do you think that Game Six is locked for the Cavs? Yeah. And so then, if Game Six is locked for the Cavs, you guys think then what's do you think they have any chance of Game Seven? Yeah, I don't. I'm not betting against LeBron in Game Seven. I've, crazy. I've, I've been asking for this. I've been tweeting this because. Um, He's going to have the Barstool game. He's going to have the game that's going to drive Barstool crazy. Barstool is from Boston, right? They just hate LeBron. I'm a Barstool guy. Barstool smoke shows, must follow. <laughs> Probably pay for that Instagram account to follow if you need it. Uh, with that being said, they're anti-LeBron. And I would be too if a guy just gutted the soul out of me on countless occasions. And he's going to have that game. It wasn't in game six. He hasn't had it yet. Game five. But it's coming. Game five, sorry. I think they win at home, and I think Game Seven is going to be that game where he just goes ape shit. I don't know. I don't know if they have the firepower behind them to win one on the road in Game Seven. The other big takeaway is when your three keys to success, one of them is we need a big game from Jr. It's bedtime for you. Bedtime. That guy fucking blows. Yo, he is one of the worst basketball players. Every every analyst keeps saying, but he's, what if he goes off on that one of those games where he makes five three-pointers in a row? Those games are over. They're well, done, dog. They're he, done. He wins you one game a series just because of it, just because of him. Like, he's the reason why you won. He also loses you three. Yeah, but in 2012, <laughs> they haven't won shit because of JR this year. He sucks. He's in, horrible. In 2012? Yeah, he was all right back then. Oh, I got Matt confused. I didn't know what you were talking I, about. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, uh, I'm thinking about when man. he went, went, went with with the Cavs. Since he's been with the Cavs, he's been. He's had his. He's moments. had his moments, yeah. But he's lost the more games I think than he's won them, without a doubt. I, I don't even understand why a guy sees the court. Spliffy. Shout out to Jarrett. He let down Boss too, yo. Just needed half of one bucket. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad beat. Halftime. <laughs> he had like ten points. No yeah, shot so, attempts. Second half. So, uh, gun to your head. Cavs in seven? Season seven. Season seven? I'll say season six or Cavs in seven. I like that. I'm with Joey on that six one. I'm not betting against seven. LeBron in game seven. After I think he will win those, that game. Those facts about the Cavs, I mean, the season not winning on the road, you like season six? They did get one. Cavs in seven, LeBron drops Fooky 60 one. games. Seven. LeBron is also a trend breaker. He'll fucking win that game. He's going to drop 60. But he could lose. To, I think he loses. I think judging by how he looked last game, you think you think a little of that was a show? Why? He knows the cameras are on him. He's sitting there on yeah, the but why? Nah. He's sitting there on the sideline checking the water show on because for? I think he wants to. He he's playing a little bait and switch. You don't think, lose games on purpose. I think I think that this game. I I said this. I was watching with my brother and John. Bro, your team's not good enough to lose on purpose. I was say, can't be playing possible. I was saying to the, though. I don't think they're losing on purpose, but I do think that LeBron decided with about eight minutes left in the third quarter that this game was no longer in reach and he was gonna take it easy. And especially when he was on the when he was on the sideline, and they went on that little run. Remember, they got it down to nine at one point, and and then they lost it again. When they got it down to nine, it looked like he, he it might be possible. And then a couple of turnovers by the Cavs, like and bad shots. At one point, Jordan Clarkson ran to the corner and shot a three. But the, I think that they quit right there to save their energy for Game Seven. I don't know, man. I think LeBron did. I think I think the Celtics are too good if that's your fucking strategy. It's kind of crazy. 
I, I, this is low. I think this yo, is LeBron. When you really think about it, like it's really hard to be LeBron on that team. Like, yo, what the fuck am I running up and down here and playing to score all these points for? Really hard. If all you guys are just pathetic. Everyone's talking about him having a bad game. Dude almost had a triple double again. Word. He has a lot of turnovers all the series. Not only that, but yo, just think about like the just think about the whole playoffs. Bro, I'm playing all these fucking minutes and doing everything. Like, if I have a bad game, like, dude, I've been doing everything. Can I have a sec? I can't sit on the bench for two minutes because fucking Jordan Clarkson doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Jordan Clarkson hit those first two threes of the game, and then all of a sudden his dick, he uh, he thought he had a giant dick. He looked down. My saw he got too many arm sleeves. Yo, I don't know what the fuck that guy was thinking. And that's exactly what LeBron needs. You know what's funny? Do you know who LeBron needs? If Carmelo Anthony was on this team, like, I, I hate Carmelo Anthony more than anyone, but LeBron needs a dude that is not afraid to take shots. He has a guy. Who? J.R. Smith. That guy, he's he's taking <laughs> five he shots a, a game, Russ, though. Russ had Melo. Yeah, he ain't, nah, he ain't afraid to take shots, J.R. Yeah, but he's, Mello he, ain't he's, not, he's not creating his own shot. He's not taking 20 shots a game, ever. LeBron needs someone who's going to take 20 shots a game on his school. LeBron honestly. isn't letting anyone take 20 shots a game. I, I, I don't know. I disagree with that. Who on, who on this team is taking 20 shots? No one. I think if Melo right. was on this team, that would be all right. Because, look, I, I hate Melo. You know I hate Melo. I don't like his game at all. But this team has no playmaker besides LeBron. And, and their second best player is Kevin Love. He's not a playmaker either. He's a, he's a good spot-up shooter. He, he had a couple good drives during the game. He's a, he's a good offensive rebounder. But playmaker and shot creator has never been in his, on his resume. Yeah. They need another one. Or else they're, they're fucked. All right, I'm going. I'm going Celtics in six or Cavs in seven, though. I'm gonna say Cavs in seven. Season seven. Ooh. All right, now to the West. We got the Warriors and Rockets. Series is tied at two. In word. Thank you, Houston, for making it. For two years, I've been on your bandwagon, saying that the only team that could really test Golden State. I was gonna say thank you, Houston, for a close game in this playoffs. I feel validated for being early to the party on the Rockets just after that game. Now that it's 2-2, coming off a 40-point loss to answer like that, I think it was very impressive on their end. That was impressive. They also added Chris Paul, to be honest, too. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're the Rockets of last year or two years ago. Fair, but I, I just trusted that system with D'Antoni. And, and, now, and now, yo, they have, they have home field, home, field, yeah, home court. Yeah, they got to win two out of three at home. Or, you know, two out of three with two games at home. Um, Iguodala not playing was huge. Mm. He's the reason why they do the death lineup, Hampton 5, whichever one you want to go with. Uh, he's their best perimeter defender. And he's also a guy that he gives them a third option on... Gives them the ability to do a pick and roll, pick and switch. Right, if you get a Guadala on like a James Harden, you're, you're you're happy with it. You get him on a Capella, you're okay with it. He's very versatile for them, and him not playing, that that was huge for them in in uh, game four. Rolled out game five also. Yeah. Yep. Oi, which is probably on nice. The way. Yeah, I wanna recorded. I wanna see it, Houston. Let me say thank you again, an early thank you if you happen to win this game. I think uh, first of all, Houston played with some heart. And I, I'm i on the other end. I've, I've been Houston's biggest distractor. I'm saying they have no clutchness and they're made for the regular season. But last game, when you hold the Golden State Warriors to under 100 points, you've done a remarkable thing. And they not only did that, they were forcing turnovers. They were in the passing lanes. They did not allow Kevin Durant to get comfortable at all. In his last two games, Kevin Durant has... L- a single digits in field goals, nine for twenty four and nine for nineteen. The last two games, that is not going to cut it. Clay Thompson got hurt, did not play the same. Steph Curry, besides that third quarter, did not have a good game. If you're, if those three guys are not going to play well, and it's because of the, if the defense, you don't have a shot, especially against a team like Houston who can go on quick runs. And I think a lot of this is we give a lot of credit to Steve Kerr for being one of the better coaches. I think he's being outcoached by Mike D'Antoni right now. And D'Antoni has a defensive system that's really confusing the, the Warriors. They're make, he's making the Warriors play to the Warriors, to, to the pace that the Rockets are comfortable with, not the Warriors. In last game, in, in the fourth quarter, I think I can't remember the exact stat. I wish I had the exact stat. But right now, the, the assist percentage... The Rockets have a higher assist percentage than the Warriors. 
And when you're talking about that, the Rockets are the ISO team. The Warriors are the team that can't stop passing. So what the Rockets are doing is they're forcing the pace and they're making the Warriors play their ball. And if they're going to continue doing that, then they have a really good shot of making it to the finals and getting past the Warriors. They really have a, a tremendous shot to do that. And I didn't think they did until the last game. It's going to be interesting. What do you guys have in the series? They have, well, going back to D'Antoni, right? I don't know if you guys caught this, but you saw his rotation in game five, in game four. Six guys played, and then Gerald Green played 12 minutes. That's it. Buckle up, guys. So, Rager, we're going out with you. That's it. Sorry. And it got to suck, yo. If you're a Houston fan, you look down on your bench, and Ryan Anderson's there, $20 million a year. I mean, you're. I don't think you care much about that at this point. I know, man. I'm just saying, though. If I'm paying a guy twenty million dollars, it would nice it'd be nice for him to be on the court. But he's a non-factor. But yo, D'Antoni is. He's out coaching him, yeah. And yo, if D'Antoni gets a championship, he'll also be validated for the last fifteen years because he's created this NBA. But he gets no love because it's similar to uh, uh, Eric, Eric Cariel. What was the guy from the Chargers? He's the guy that originated the downfield passing with Kellen Winslow. Eric Coriel, I think the name was. But he's the guy that looked at him. It'd be the coach of the Chargers in the 70s. He's the guy that, like, changed the game. He's the guy that made it like, yo, why am I going to give a running back 40 carries when I could throw the ball 20 times and pick up more yards? He's the guy that really opened up the passing game. It was with Kellen Winslow. And you can see the same shit with um, with uh, D'Antoni. He's the guy that started this this with, with the Suns. Don, Don Coriel. Eric Coriel was the name of, of like, the, like the wildcat. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like that. So I think D'Antoni's, you know, also people are going to start respecting him more if he could pull this off. And, yo, I, I think this is awesome just in general. That that game four was one of the best games I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, that was the best yeah. game of the conference finals. Dude, yeah. the, the playoffs have been snooze fests, man. Well, I got, I got some numbers here on the playoffs now that you guys mentioned it. 72 games up until, you know, up until the game, the, the game Six. five. For the Western Conference Finals Two of them have gone to OT One of them was Cleveland 11 games decided by 3 or less points 5 of them were the Cavs 8 eight points or more 20 of the 20, 20 of 27 games It's like a lot of blowouts Yeah And but there that, was like There's like In that 2 40 point margin of victories Like 6 30 point margin of victories Like blowouts Blowouts That's just the new NBA That's new basketball if you get hot from three, you're going to blow a team out. It sucks. Definitely sucks. So who do you guys got in this series? If you had to pick from now. I'm going to stay with the Warriors. I don't think I don't think you're going to get a cold tri- trio. Every day. Every day. And so far, we've had two games. I was going to say, you did get it twice. Two, they've had two games <clears throat> so far. That's more than it is. But I do. there is one thing that is interesting about the Golden State Warriors. They haven't really faced adversity in a long-ass time. Like, Ever since Durant got there. Right. This is the first time with Durant on the team where they're not cruising. So now it's going to be, yo, there's three minutes left. Who's getting the ball down there? Let's see whose team this really is. They looked confused when, look, Durant took it up, and then he passed out to Clay. Clay was dribbling around. He ended up taking a horrible shot. Yeah. Right. No they one looked, was moving for him, though. No, but why? if you're Durant, why not keep that ball? Or why I aren't mean, you kicking to Curry? Or why isn't Curry controlling the rock at that point? Why isn't timeout called? Because Clay is part of that big three, too. It, it might be. like I don't all, think it's that crazy that Clay took that last shot. All right, it's true. But at the same time, all right, so why isn't it timeout called? Maybe it's because they, ha- they really haven't been in a situation where they have to practice that. They tried to call a timeout. Didn't, refs didn't give it to him. It also wound up be- being better off given the circumstances, like the foul and they advanced the ball at the end. Four more shots which was a clean look for Steph, but yo, I also want to. I also don't want to say that they're shooting cold. I think PJ Tucker has played great this That's series. Thing. Yeah, PJ, he's been the LeBron stock. Yeah, hey, not not for Toronto, but hey, he's he's doing his thing against Durant and these guys. And yo, there was one play where they were down eleven, and it's Draymond, Clay, and Durant, and this guy just goes in there and gets the rebound. Just goes. To, you need dogs like that. Like PJ Tucker is a dog. And you need guys like that. This kind of, you know, why do people like uh, uh, Mason, Anthony Mason on the Knicks? This is the same kind of. He scored what three points a game, probably. I don't know what his exact what he averaged per game in his career, but everyone liked him because he did the little shit like that that gets you those extra extra possessions, for sure. All right. Well, you guys want to go watch Game Five? 
<laughs> I'm down. Let's get this Memorial Day weekend started. Let's get this Memorial Day weekend started, for Wh- sure. Which, by the way, speaking of Memorial Day weekend, there won't be a Monday episode. Mm. All right? Just a heads up in case you guys are looking out for it. We're not going to be releasing something. We want to get out. You know, we've been, we've been grinding. We've been out here. We have it. Big things coming in the future as well. Stay tuned. So we'll see you guys next Thursday as far as uh, next time you'll hear our voice, brother. If you get, is a uh, FC episode dropping in between then? Um, I don't know. Stay tuned. Hmm, okay. Yeah, love it. I just drop it on you like a flex bomb. If you miss our voice, we've, we have a bunch of uh, evergreen episodes. Go check those out. Hmm. Boss, where can they find you? At Endevito27 on Twitter and the gram. At Timber Trap on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Tacos and Liquor out now on all music streaming services. And the Brodo Fantasy f- Podcast is uh, is uh, a new episode last week. If you're playing fantasy baseball, do not miss it. Listen, the Twins are pretty damn good at fantasy football. They are wizards at fantasy baseball. Like, this is their bread and butter. Go I'm, listen I'm to pretty that. sure those guys are going to own a team good. one day or something. I hope so. That would be nice. I'm trying to get some free tickets. Same. Same. Nick? Definitely free tickets. Uh, the Lamb Show, everywhere. That's so cool, by the way, that that's, that's happening. Oh, thank that's you, a man. thing. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I worked very hard putting that logo together. I-M-P-Y, Civil <laughs> I'll go fuck myself. You already know. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you guys can follow all of us at Veterans Minimum. Our Instagram, Veterans underscore Minimum. And our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you next Thursday. Let's do it again. Hey, 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 hey. Wait, 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 wait. Let's do it again. That's right. Throw back, motherfuckers. Okay, Jesus Christ. You're scaring my dog. Again. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.